We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Feel the 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled. You know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up in here. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Tasker. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Feel the 68. After Dark. What is up? Welcome in to Field of 68 After Dark on what was an absolutely loaded Friday night in college basketball. <laughs> so many different games we have to unpack, and we'll do that uh, here in just a little bit. We're going to dedicate the entire show. We're clearing everything. We're going to get to every single game that was played tonight in Division One. Uh, stick around for that. I'm John Martin here tonight with my guys, Terrence Oglesby and Kevin Sweeney. Find us on YouTube, find us on X, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, we're everywhere, we're everywhere except Twitch, okay, it's, it, and serious as well. Uh, so we do have a lot to get to tonight. We're going to preview uh, Saturday. We're going to catch up with Camp Jones from Marquette. Uh, so we do have quite a bit to get to on the show today. Thanks for making us a small part of your Friday night. Uh, fellas, I'm obviously being uh, facetious when I say that it was a packed slate tonight on Friday night. T.O., I will ask you philosophically before we get into the games that did happen, because I think there were, you know, at, at least of the three, two were pretty significant results for the teams that did get those wins. Should college basketball maybe tweak their philosophy a little bit in regards to laying claim to Friday nights with more meaningful games after football ends, or am I just, is this just not ever going to happen? Look, I'm going to – here's something for the – the that's a great question for the know-it-all guy in, in Sweeney because Sweeney, he knows about all those logistical things. I don't know so much. But would I like to see more games on a Friday? Sure. It doesn't make sense. But I, the ones we had tonight were actually pretty good. And mm-hmm. talk about the benefit of San Diego State, Nevada, VCU, Dayton. Like, that, a huge benefit to being the only game on – Game's on in the country. So good for them mm-hmm. for being able to find sure. that little hole in the schedule to where they got all the attention. But, uh, mm-hmm. no, I agree with you. I wish there was a little bit more. But that all being said, we were lucky to have a couple of good ones. One was pretty ugly. Uh, and then the other one obviously hurt a lot of people's feelings. All-time bad beat. All-time bad beat. It might have been. It might have been. For San Diego it's- State people who picked that, who picked that one. 
uh, th those idiots, right? Sweeney, do you have like uh, everyone's travel schedule out so that we can maybe determine whether or not we can make Fridays work moving forward? Is this just a dumb cause? Is, is Friday nights in college basketball just a dumb hill to die on? No, I, look, I, I'd love more Fridays. I think it's possible. I do think we're seeing more of it. Like I think Fox has put some big Mountain West games on Fridays, and that's an opportunity for that league to get a little bit of extra exposure. And the A-10 as well, I think we should see more at the, at the high major level. Uh, I think it's great for, for fans, especially students, right? Like think about how great a student turnout like you're going to get when you get a Friday night game, sold out crowd, everybody revved up, everybody gets to go out afterwards. Like, like to me, that's college basketball. So I'd love, I'd love more Friday nights. It'd be great. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And we'll get to the, the San Diego state piece and why I feel like, like I'm just cursed when I host this damn thing. I, I don't know. Like we either Memphis loses or I lose. Like it's just very rare that I ever come on here, and my day has just been fantastic before I show up. But uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that uh, in just a bit. Let's start with what uh, VCU did at the at, at the house today. A big win for them at home over number 18 ranked Dayton, 49 to 47. Uh, that is an as you said, To that is a hideous score, but it was a beautiful result for the Rams, was it not? It certainly was. Hey, it, Siegel Center, unbelievable atmosphere. I had the opportunity to do Richmond, VCU, what was it, a week ago, a couple weeks ago. This season has gone long. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when it was, but it was awesome. Uh, what a crowd they have. And this is uh, this VCU team this year is much different than what we've seen in years past. And not so much from the body size and the athleticism. That's still there. It's just they're bigger. They're a little bit more methodical in how they approach things. And uh, Ryan Odom coaches a different style of ball. It's not this havoc situation anymore. However, they do have the body size to really defend, as evidenced by tonight. And they yep. they play much slower and in the half court, so they can beat you up a little bit physically. And whenever you're playing at home and you can keep both teams under 50, it, it's going to be in your favor. Now, I, what I will say about VCU, not a great shooting team. And by and large, guys, I, I don't know if it's just me. Outside of Richmond, I'm not sure it's a great shooting league. But uh, mm -hmm. the fact that they're able to play in the half court in the in the 40s and get a win, I think it says a lot about what Ryan Odom has done there in such a short amount of time because a complete philosophy switch. And he didn't have a whole lot of holdover. That's a given. But a complete philosophy switch from uh, – what they've been doing over the last 15 to 20 years, starting with Shaka to Will to whoever else after. So it's like one of these things like to be able to have success, to put up good performances and keep the fan base engaged while simultaneously yep. slowing it down. And one of the reasons why so many people liked watching VCU is because of that pace, that frantic, you feel a part of the gig. Uh, it has been impressive. It's a big win after beating Richmond at home not too, not all that long ago. Yeah, Sweeney, it, it just sort of feels like with VCU, they, they've they've come really close to to maximizing some opportunities. Close losses to to Iowa State, close losses to Boise State, overtime loss to Memphis there at home, and you know obviously they they, they lose to Norfolk State. So for VCU, even though the the vibes are good right now and, and and the health is better, what is the realistic upshot? Like, is it just seeding in in the A10 now because it it is there even a path for it at large or is, is the damage that's been done too great to overcome? I think it's probably too late. Look, like I, I think for VCU, like for them to get in at large, they would need to, I think, win out in the regular season at some point, right? If you went out in the regular season, you might as well just win the three in the A-10 tournament. That they need. But I think 
the A-10 title's wide open all of a sudden, right? Like, Richmond's good, but I don't think Richmond's unbeatable. Uh, Dayton now comes back to the pack a little bit. Loyola's been playing incredible basketball. They're sort of in the mix now. They've shot the ball extremely well lately. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to watch this race, but VCU, I think, when healthy, is as good as any of those teams. And for them to win a game when Max Shulga, who to me is maybe the best all-around guard in this conference, I think it's him or Jordan King uh, from, from Richmond, for him to play as poorly as he did tonight and VCU to come away with a win over probably the best team in the Atlantic 10, it says a lot about where VCU is right now. They've really improved from where they were November and December. Yeah, it's not a great case, right, to say, we need more uh, college basketball games on Friday night. It was 49 to 47. It's not exactly like the, uh, you know, the greatest, <laughs> you know, uh, show. I mean, if, if you love defense, if you just, if you're like a fan of like the 85 Bears, that was like the greatest game of all time. But that's not what people want to watch. Either way, that's not really what it's all about. VCU got the win and, and, and that's what counts. And again, they have opportunity, you know, if this is real, if this is something that they can capitalize on and, like Sweeney said, string some wins together here. You know, you got a chance, but it, it just and it and it's tough to yell, right? Because man, they were in those games on neutrals against Iowa State, against Boise. They they really should have beaten Memphis. They 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 miss a layup at the rim uh in, in the final seconds there. You know, I mean it, it just it illustrates how thin this damn margin is in the tournament, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. It, it's amazing how this win is just going to continue to help Iowa State's uh, net rankings, which is strange to me because, hey, I've attacked the Big 12, love the Big 12, don't deserve 10 teams in. That's nonsense. However, uh, Iowa State obviously continues to look really good. As these things go on, Iowa State looks great. Uh, No, the the margins are really small. And the things that you cannot do, you cannot drop games – against – I understand Norfolk State's had a lot of success over the last few years within their league. You can't lose that game. Uh, against some of the bottom teams in your league. You can't lose those games. So I I do think the damage is done. The margins are really small, but it's you're absolutely right. It's it's something to where, you know, I I like what Sweeney said with Shulga. He's as good as there is in that league. He's not the most athletic guy, but when you have a guard like that that can kind of create something, and he didn't play well tonight, but when you have a guard like that that can get you a shot consistently, that's always going to put you in the right uh, spots. I do feel like he's going to give you a chance on every night. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that VCU wins those three games in the tournament. It's going to be tough because obviously that league's really good, but I do think it's possible just because of the size, the athleticism, and they're really well scouted, really well scouted. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good call. I think they're definitely one of those, uh, those, those uh, you know, bid stealers, right, that you got to definitely look out for come that week uh, in conference tournament play. All right, moving on to the other game of significance, it's already gone final tonight. Uh, Nevada at home. We have upset, but it wasn't, right? I mean, it Nevada was favored in the game. So it's like one of those existential questions. But uh, Nevada gets the win tonight uh, over San Diego State, 70-66 in overtime. We're not going to talk about my involvement in this, okay? It's not about me. Even though I feel like when Unreal. I Unreal, I can't believe that, man. He even wanted to miss that free throw, John. He wanted to miss it. He, he, he oh, just said, he was like, hey, John Morton might have wow. some action here. He might have some action. <laughs> just did. might as well go ahead and get hey, the man, next I, one. I feel like that happens every single time in college basketball, by the way. <laughs> when, when these kids try to miss and when they should miss, they make. You know, like I can't explain that phenomenon. <laughs> That's right. 
That's good. About a dozen. Right. That's that. And again, I don't. I don't know how you guys feel about that. By the way, like To Sweeney, was this an upset in your in you guys' mind tonight? Go ahead, Sweeney. Not not to me. Look, I, I think there's the brand of San Diego State that, you know, look, I mean, there's a reason that Nevada kind of half-stormed the court there, right? It means something to be the team that was in the national championship game last year. It means something to be the team that's ranked in the top 25. But to me, like, these are the games you need to win if you're Nevada, right? If you if you believe you're an NCAA tournament team, and I know they do, they obviously have some some big wins in the non-conference, beat TCU down in Hawaii, that's a huge win. Uh like if if you're if you're the team that Nevada believes they are, this is a game you have to expect to win, and and it wasn't always pretty, but they just found a way. I thought their late game execution was so much better than San Diego State's. The quality of shots that they were getting, like the luxury that they have to just kind of let Keenan Blackshear play downhill in, in those moments, I think, really really helps them. Well, I mean, look, I, I thought he San Diego State's possession, Sweeney. Sweeney, he never gets no. set up. He he plays an incredible like incredible pace like very composed, gets to those mid-range shots. Like, they're not the most, like, efficient shots on paper, but somehow I always look up and he's, you know, 8 for 15, 9 for 14, just finds ways to get to his spots and make shots. And, and compare that to San Diego State where it was, you know, one-legged fadeaway by Trammell. And, like, like there just was, wasn't a lot of direction in those those late-game possessions. I, I just didn't think they responded to playing on the road well. Nevada did, did what they needed to do, got a big win. Yeah, I, look, Nevada playing at home—that's a—that's an environment too. And and here's the thing: I, I think it's not just Blackshear. I, I'm a big fan of Lucas. He can score. You can run him off pin downs. You can. It's almost like Alford's running plays for Alford. That's how he runs his offense. It's either an isolation player, or the guy's coming off staggers. And and I and I really like uh, was it Nick Davidson who who. Whenever I was out there at that game, he just does all those little things. He gets in quick putbacks. He does. He does. He's really good screener. He can step out and shoot. Look, Nevada's good. Uh, and after beating Utah State on the road, that's a tough environment too. Uh, they're looking more and more like a tournament team. Very much playing themselves in for an at-large bid. Now, how many seeds does the Mountain West actually have? Uh, to be determined. Obviously, there's still a lot to play, and you can't lose those games towards the bottom of the league, but uh, this was impressive for Nevada. Now reeling off three in a row, two of the last three against top 25 teams. I mean, that's massive. And they're going to continue. If They're going to have to hit more shots, obviously, but they, they have enough talent on that team, and they're big and they're physical uh, to win the majority of the rest of their games. I, I like this Nevada team. I think Alford's done a really nice job. And having a guy like Keenan Blackshear, who never gets sped up, He's so big, he's so physical, and he's a terrific help side defender. Like every time I've watched a game of his, he's uniquely aware of where he's at on the floor. They put him on the backside, away from the action. He just kind of wanders that backside. You saw his rebound at the end of the game that led to those two amazing made free throws uh, with 0.3 seconds left that killed John Martin. But he just knows where to be all the time. <laughs> I just want that. I just, I just re keep replaying that Patino quote, man. I just want to uh, go outside and die of frostbite. Blackshear, <laughs> best free throw. Blackshear, best free throw shooter in the country with 0.3 seconds left. T.O., real quick, I want to get your thoughts on San Diego State because I watch them and, like, again, a lot of pieces are back. It feels like to me watching them, 
and, and, and maybe they should have gotten some calls tonight they didn't get. But it feels like to me watching them, they're going to be very reliant on an official respecting their physicality. It didn't really feel like most of the night that happened for them. Um, do you agree with that sentiment? Because I, you know, if you're projecting this thing out to the NCAA tournament, it feels like to me San Diego State has to get that respect on a neutral site with that whistle and get to the line. And if they don't, it's going to be very hard for them. I think they need to bring the physicality every game. I think that's going to bode well in the NCAA tournament when all the referees swallow their whistles. And I also think they, they should have gotten the ball to Ladie at the in overtime. And I can't I can't remember who was calling that game, but he harped on it, harped on it, harped on it. I was like, God, we get it. He was begging. It. I think he had the he over on Ladie's player pop, bro. Like that yeah, guy. He might, that <laughs> he might have, but but they should have gotten. They should have relied on him more. They have Reese Waters. They have Micah Paris, good players, but you got to get it to the big dog. Yeah, listen, uh, we have a lot more to come here on the show. Obviously, uh, tomorrow, big slate, so we'll preview some games tomorrow uh, on the weekend, and we'll make some picks, as we always do. Uh, and then, of course, we have last call as soon as this show is over. I'm John Martin, hanging out here with Terrence Oglesby, Kevin Sweeney. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Cam Jones, Marquette guard. Uh, Rob and Jeff sat down with him. We'll get, get the scoop from Cam Jones when we get back to watching Field of 68 after dark. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Field of 68 After Dark, Series XM, YouTube, Facebook, X, you know it. We're all here. John Martin, Terrence Oglesby, Kevin Sweeney. Uh, but our friends, Rob and Jeff, got a chance to catch up with Field of 68, fashion friends. correspondent. Yeah, I mean, I, depending on the day, yeah. More like like we tolerate <laughs> them, right? We tolerate them. Field of 68, fashion correspondent, Marquette Guard. Memphis native Cam Jones. This was their conversation. And now let me welcome on to the field of 68 after dark are fashion correspondent none other than marquette's cam jones cam first and foremost man i want to start you off with this is it hard to uh to keep the style up and keep looking good when you're dealing with a bum ankle did that kind of hamper you and what you could wear and the way that you kind of you know match your fits with your shoes and everything um so i actually was receiving a little backlash um on the inside you know from people that weren't at the game because you know i didn't play in a villanova game so i guess for some reason, people was expecting me to like have a fit on on the bench, and I was like, "Nah, like, I I couldn't do that." Um, so what ended up happening? I was supposed to have my black forces because I take them on every road trip. Because um, you know, when we on the road, you know, that's how you got to approach the game. That's how we approach the games every road game. Uh, you know, you got to have that energy with you to you know go on the road and have a chance to win. Let's can we take a look at your fit on on the bench? Can we take a look at this? I think it's actually, you know, I think it actually looks pretty good. This is a this is a work trip, right? You're not sitting here, you're not trying to go to the club, you're not trying to look fancy, you're not going out to dinner. You are, you are there to go and get a win and support your teammates, and and you're dressed like a guy that's there to go get a win and support your teammates. So uh, I, I don't mind it, man. I I don't hate. I'm not going to hate on that. Well, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're healthy, and we're glad you're here to help us break down some. Uh, some some fits you know we're going to start with a couple of nba guys and and someone you mentioned earlier last time that we had you on uh we're going to go to russell westbrook first i want you to kind of break down what his style is and whether or not you think you can pull off any of these looks like i said i remember i don't even remember i remember talking about russ but if i had to say something about russ i'm pretty sure i said is he he wears what he wants you know uh you know that's what i respect about him i i um i i like what he has on but to answer your second question if, if i can pull it off you feel me i i don't know about that one but uh i the if i would wear one if like i like i do like what he has on yeah we'll, we'll go with shea gilgis alexander next 
and uh, then we'll, we'll then we'll we'll get to a couple football guys. But look at this. Which one do you like? Which one could you pull off? I don't think you pull off the one in the middle. I'm sorry. You I don't know, think you I was, that was that's my favorite one, and the one in the middle. Um, that's a nice, very nice Louis Vuitton jacket that he has on. Um, if it was one thing, I mean, I just wouldn't wear the shades. Um, but as far as the clothes, man, that that's a nice that's a nice jacket he has on. Uh, the tux the tuxedo, I like that too. Actually, you know, um, that's actually that's a nice fit too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I would I would wear that. The, I would and the and the, the the one on the right, he just got a nice little chill fit on. So. No, I, the one in the middle is definitely, I think that's the best one out of these three. They, they both, I'll say, I'd give them both like an eight. Cam, I want to know the percentage of your NIL. What percentage do you spend on clothes, do you think, if you had to say, of all the NIL uh, you make? I invest a lot of my money. Um, shout out Greg, my financial advisor. Uh, a percentage. Probably, I mean, you you can say a decent amount, but yeah, I, not not too much. Uh, good, good. Invest. That that's that's a smart move. Listen to Greg. Yeah. Put your money put your money away. Yeah. Make that five percent, and uh, and then you'll get more clothes eventually. You'll be able to get even so, better man, I, clothes. Man, I I can't stand Uncle Sam. Man, I, I don't like Uncle Sam. <laughs> he doing he, be, he doing me dirty already. All right, Cam, we'll, uh, we'll end it with this. In honor of the Super Bowl happening this weekend, I want you to uh, decide which one of these two fits you like the most. We got Brock Purdy on the left and Travis Kelsey on the right. Uh, I'm going to go with I, – I, I would I like Travis Kelsey's fit better. Um, that's the one I would go with. But I do also like Brock Purdy. He just – he seems like, you know, he just – he woke up. It seemed I'm I'm be real. It just seemed like Brock Purdy. People he woke up, had a good morning, had a good breakfast, and that that like he picked that out the night before. Like that was real nice, put together. He knew he was gonna wear that, and it seemed like he just ready for the game. You feel what I'm saying? Man. <laughs> All right, we got. Hey, we got a couple dirty. late submissions, Cam. We got a couple late submissions. Uh, there's one. Do you know who that is? That's Rob. Mm-hmm. That's Rob. What do you think? Okay. Break it down for us. I mean, it looked like it's hot outside. I mean, so it's very hot outside. <laughs> All right, so I, I understand the you feel me the the pants, bro. I I mean, yeah, I, I like. I mean, that's a decent. That's a decent. It looked like you going to handle business. I ain't gonna lie. Look like you hot. Look like you just trying to cool off. You trying to get indoors. You got your bag on you. <laughs> You feel what I'm saying you trying to get you trying to get comfortable. So I mean that that that's calm. There ain't nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, it was. I was heading to Peach Jam, so it was like 98 degrees in the uh, middle of July in, in South Carolina. And the blue shirt too. <laughs> all right, one more. That's what I, man. Cam, one white more. beaters. I wear white beaters on everything, but I kind of wear white mm-hmm. beaters as just a shirt. Ooh, okay. That's what you, think? you see what I'm saying? Now imagine this is very nice. I would wear. The, I like the vest. I mean, not the vest. The uh, the jacket. Um, yeah. Like imagine the Louis V jacket I was talking about with that button down, and we got that. Like you see what I'm saying? I think you could pull that off. You, that's a great look on you. I like that. That's very nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I was I bought that just for you. When Rob and I went to Providence last week, mm-hmm. they 
they started telling us that your teammate Tyler Kola can't read. They started saying that he can't read. Have you have you heard this, Cam? And can you confirm whether Tyler Kola can read or not? <laughs> yes, Tyler can read. But it, it's uh it's hilarious how that actually happened and uh him posting his GPA. That whole that whole story was hilarious. Me and him laugh about that all the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It was Man, phenomenal. He can't read phenomenal. We're gonna, hey, we're going to get him on. Next one is going to be the four of us. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to give him a little reading test. We're going to give him a reading test. So if you talk to him tonight, tell him to start working on it. All right. We, we might start tough with like Cat. All right. We might start with Cat. Oh That'd be crazy. That'd be hilarious. All right, Cam, we appreciate you jumping on here. We appreciate your fashion advice. We appreciate your breakdowns. And I hope that you appreciate me uh, taking the time to uh, to coach you up a little bit and make sure that your fits on the bench end up looking a little better. But look, no more injuries. But if you do, we now know how to tighten that up a little bit. All right. So <laughs> appreciate you all. Was, uh, that was epic. That was absolutely epic. Epic is happened. a word, John. 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 Epic is a word. But I just spent five minutes of my life talking about a Jeff Goodman jacket that wasn't tailored, and jeans from when Sugar Ray was popular. What are we doing? <laughs> that was like the uh, that was like the, the Ed Hardy jeans. They had like the whole the rips in them, you know. I can't. My man's, I'm my man's got be Jeff Goodman had bedazzled back pockets on those jeans, and we're sitting he really, here evaluating him. He really him. did. He really did. What and are we Cam doing? Cam let him slide. Cam let him slide. And then what's up? I with don't the know if, if like I should look at his jacket or start playing checkers. I don't know if I should look at his jacket or start playing checkers. What are we doing? Kiss, a gentle touch, a caress. Why are you so freaky, Jeff? I mean. <laughs> What, where are you staying at? Where, where are you I'm at? Enjoying the whole, it, it's big home goods vibes. The whole thing is just it's just straight home goods. Yeah. I mean, who, who Jeff Goodman, that? heavy on plaid. Heavy on plaid. Is that is, is that a South Carolina house where it's like he doesn't live there and it's like somebody else's decor? Because that's the only gotta be. uh Yeah, because I gotta tell you, if I had something in my house like that, a kiss, uh, you know, caressing with the lips, like that's that's very odd, man. That is a you know you don't, you don't you don't see Goodman you don't see Goodman as a live laugh love guy in his kitchen you don't see that I, I don't think so I mean maybe but I gotta I gotta update my priors man I will tell you I mean when I like my first thought seeing that segment with Memphis and Cam Jones that's that's what you have when you're from Memphis you just have that steez my first thought was damn that nil must be good up there he's got that Gavanshi jacket on bro. <laughs> Like, right? You know my I mean, favorite that's thing like too. My first my big fan of the Black Forces on the road. Big fan of the All Black Forces on the road. That's like I'm 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 coming into your trap to take over your trap vibes. That's yeah. that's what the Black Forces are about. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Um, yeah. Real quick before we while we're on the subject of Marquette, how do we feel, uh, Sweeney, about Cat and you know with the healthy Cam Jones? You know, is this a, is this a team that can you know, make a run when he's healthy and, and everything is good between he and Cole. What do you what do you make of this group? 
I think they're playing great basketball right now, and they have some opportunities, right? Still have both matchups with UConn starting next week uh, in stores and then uh, in early March when, when they come to Milwaukee. Like, they hit, hit a roadblock where they just weren't shooting the ball great from beyond the arc. The last four games, they've shot over 40% from three, and, and I just really feel like they're peaking at the right time. This team is so dynamic offensively with the way they share it. I really think the sky's the limit. I, I think they're they're going to push UConn for, for that Big East championship. Tia, what do you think? They're good. They're a matchup nightmare for anybody. They're going to play in the NCAA tournament. I, I think th- they have – a playmaker in Oso Iguodaro who is uh, sneaking around under the radar. Cam and Tyler get all the, the credit for them, but Oso Iguodaro is kind of the fulcrum of that offense. Like they get it to him and everything kind of sets into motion. And then after Colet gives it up, he gets it back. Then he becomes a playmaker, but he can take a deep breath because Oso's there just to bail everything out. Like he doesn't get all the credit, but um, he, he I, I'm a huge Iguodaro fan. Can do everything but shoot. Can do everything but shoot. Yeah, uh, look, I'm, I'm rooting for that team. Uh, Cam is is a guy that was here in Memphis and was really lightly recruited. It was actually a great find by that Marquette staff uh, to get him up there, you know, especially out of high school. So seems like it's paying off. All right, it's going to be a fun weekend as always. We're going to get into uh, some matchups this weekend, make some picks. Stick around. You're watching Field of 68 after dark. Big news, guys. I am thrilled to announce that we have partnered with Autograph a company founded by the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to the best college hoops content, fan contests, and exclusive rewards like discounted tickets, all for doing the things that diehard fans like you already do, following your favorite team in the news and listening to podcasts just like this one. When Tom, and yes, I am calling him Tom, we're on a first-name basis these days, co-founded autograph he had one mission in mind change the fan experience for the better it works like this you get all of your college hoops content you want in one place you get articles from your favorite writers pods from your favorite hosts contests from your favorite creators all on the feeds and the sites that you already enjoy but instead of having to go to all these different places it all comes to you in one spot the autograph fandom map But here's the best part. The more content that you consume, the higher you rank in the app. As you consider the level up and status on the app, you can unlock unique rewards curated exclusively for you. So download the free autograph app in the app store and use the referral code F68. That's F68. Or tap in at the link in the description below or in the podcast app of your choosing to start earning points for doing something as normal as listening to this very podcast. It really is that simple. Welcome back to Field of 68 After Dark here on... <laughs> yeah, this 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 really is After Dark, this sign. This is something that I would introduce to the court Hand system. in hand, on the edge of the sand, they danced in the light. And went to the moon. Oh, my God. That's and, wild. And, and, Big poetry guy, has, Jeff Goodman. This dude has the nerve to, like, criticize coaches and players standing in front of signs like this. Is that Tweed? I think it is Tweed. That's I think Tweed. It is. Yeah, I actually do. Um, hey, all-time line from Cam Jones 
all-time line. I can't stand Uncle Sam. Boy, <laughs> I'm with you. Man, Uncle, yeah, Sam, Uncle Sam did me dirty last year. Holy cow. I'm dreading, I'm dreading my filing. I'm so I, I just I don't even want to think about it, man. Like, why couldn't my Pati kid? My Patino, Patino jumps in the Hudson. Patino jumps in the Hudson. John Martin jumps in the Mississippi. That's right. Hey, that, all right, we're 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 looking for some write-offs. All right, we still got plenty. We got we got two months. We got two months to find some write-offs here uh, before we have to file. At any rate, tomorrow uh, before we file taxes, we got a big slate of college basketball. Uh, so, as we always do, we like to go through these games, and, and each one of us will pick. So let's get it cracking. TCU at number fourteen ranked Iowa State. Uh, Trevor, are these project? These are Ken Palm projections, right? Oh, but MGM. Okay, we have lines. Lines are out. Perfect. Love it. This see, this is why it actually is good to do a Friday night show. The first Friday night because we actually have you know real spreads now instead of just guessing here. So uh, over at BetMGM, Iowa State minus six and a half. To where do you think this game is going? And Hilton Magic, man, that place is so hard to play. Taman Lipsy, he got that's how you pronounce it, correct? Taman, 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 Taman. Uh, no, I, he had one. He had a vote of mine for uh, midseason uh, top 30 players to watch on the Naismith Award. I mean, he's been that special. He does a little bit of everything. He's big. He's strong. Uh, in Iowa State, that place is so difficult to play at. Uh, Otzelberger coaches defense. It's hard to score in that joint. That's for sure. Ask ask any any coach in the Big 12, and they'll tell you. So I, I'm going Iowa State on this one. I actually think they cover. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's going out there. I think that's to me is the only question. In this game is this, does Iowa State cover the number? Because you know if a team like Houston can go in there and you know struggle, then certainly TCU will do the same. So yeah, I mean I, I have Iowa State. I mean you know you're giving me six and a half, but I, I tend to value home court advantage probably more so when we get into February in conference play. So I will agree with To here. I will go Iowa State and I will lay the six and a half. Kevin, what do you think? Look, I, the only thing I'd say is that TCU's been awesome on the road. I mean, one at Baylor in triple overtime, one at Oklahoma State, took Cincinnati to overtime at their place, should have beaten Kansas. Obviously, there was that uh, controversial flagrant one on Ernest Day. Like, this thing's going to be a street fight. It, it feels like a lot of points to me. Like, maybe I'm crazy. I'll, I'll take TCU. I think they're going to have to find a way to make outside shots. Trey Tennyson's been awesome for them lately. Yep. He's got to make some and, and keep them in the game, just, just scoring the basketball. But – Man, like, I, I think TCU's a really feisty team. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they hang around here. Okay. All right. A little dissension among the ranks here. I like it. I don't want to – I don't. We, we don't need to be – like, that's a bad thing. You know, like when you watch like an NFL broadcast and all the uh, analysts on the show agree on who's going to win and it just, like, basically never happens, you know, if that for that team. So, yes, I, mm. I, I welcome the difference of opinion. All right, moving on. Tennessee. Minus three and a half at BetMGM on the road at Texas A&M in College Station. Uh, T.O., does, does Tennessee and the Volunteers, do they have what it takes to, to cover this number at A&M? Yeah, I, I hate picking the favorite twice in a row, but I'm going to. I just think that their offense with Dalton Connect, it's that get-out-of-the-way offense. And sometimes guys can have big-time games and their defense is going to be good enough. It's the same team as last year that got to what? I think they got the second weekend. It's like 
I think Tennessee, they win this game, and I think Tennessee could go to the Final Four. Matter of fact, they would be a pick for me to go to the Final Four because it's the same team as last year. They just have offense and probably the most dynamic offensive guard in college basketball in Dalton Connect. So I'm going to go Tennessee, uh, Rocky Top wins. I know you hate to hear that, John. I do. Uh, my uh, m- Most people don't know this about me. Uh, my daughter can attend any school, and my, and my soon-to-arrive son can attend any school in America, besides the University of Tennessee, I don't even, I don't care if they throw they can throw whatever scholarship money at us they want. It's just a it's a personal thing. She cannot and he cannot go to Tennessee. As far as this game, Anum's playing a little better, man. Anum's one for <laughs> five, you know, and it just kind of feels like a it feels like a Buzz Williams reminder game. I'm going A and M in the upset. A and M money line, give it to me. A and M wins the game outright at home. They get it done. I, I like Tennessee. I, I just think the way that Zakai Ziegler has played lately. I mean, he is playing as well as any point guard in the country. And early on, obviously coming off the ACL, I don't think he was fully healthy. Still getting his legs under him, but you know, 13 assists against Kentucky, two turnovers, nine assists against LSU, 17 points, five steals, like. For him to be in that natural supporting role next to a Dalton Connect, like I just think it makes their offense so much more dynamic. I think they'll find a way to score against AM. I think they'll take care of the basketball, which is obviously huge against the Buzz team, and they find a way to win and cover on the road. T.O., like you kind of looked at me like I'm nuts. Like for, I mean, would you let you know your kids go to South Carolina or North Carolina? I mean, I feel like as a parent, you kind of have to step in and say, this is not, I'm not wearing the proud. Tar Heel parent. I'm not wearing a proud Gamecock parent. I'm not doing that shit. All right. I'm not wearing <laughs> proud ball dad. I'm not doing that shit, man. All right. Uh, I mean, I, you, I, it would hurt. It would hurt for me for them to go to South Carolina. It would hurt. But, but I'm sure there's a good major or two that they could pass. Oh, you're, that, that's soft. That is so soft of you. That you, they're, I mean, come on. They're, if they're getting scholarship money at South Carolina, they're getting scholarship money pretty much everywhere, right? I mean, there's another spot where you can gently say, hey, you know, if you do this, I'm blocking your number. Don't ask me for shit. That's where yeah. I'm at. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm an awful parent, but that's off where the I'm gravy at. Train, right. if you, off the gravy train if you do that. I, oh, for, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, uh, Auburn at Florida. Auburn minus two and a half. On the road at the Gators, T.O., how do we feel about this one? Auburn off that, obviously, huge win at home against Alabama. Hey, you know what? Uh, I've kind of been up and down on Florida, but but I think this is when they win because the Swamp's a hard place to play when there's a big opponent coming in. Uh, they've got shooting. They've got guys who can score. Micah Handlock is a kid who played for me for the Upward Stars a few years ago. Like, I, I Todd Golden kind of get it together. They've won four out of their last five. I think it's a big chance at home uh, to not only cover but win. Yeah. You know, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, Bruce Pearl after rivalry games. Like, he is amazing. He's amazing at getting his teams up for those rivalry games. I remember it like it was yesterday. One versus two, Memphis, Tennessee. And the next game, they beat Memphis at, at number one, become number one. The next game, they lose at Vandy. It's like there's just an emotional letdown, man, with Bruce Pearl teams. Maybe he's maybe it's not the case anymore. That was obviously 17 years ago, but I won't forget it. So I agree with you, T.O. I like the Gators here after. It's just the spot, right? It's the scheduling spot. I'll go with the Gators in the upset as well. 
Uh, I'm picking Auburn only because I don't think we can sweep the panel with Florida here, right? Like, like I, I agree. That. that would be bold. No, I'm, we're we're not sweeping the panel with Florida. I, I think Auburn. I picked Auburn to make the Final Four in the preseason. I, I stand by it. I think they're that good. Only team in the country right now, top ten offense, top ten defense on Ken Palm. I just think they have a little bit more composure and, and pulse to their team than they've had the last couple of years. Like they can go into these road environments. I don't think they're going to be overwhelmed. Like I don't think you're not worried about Wendell Green taking a crazy shot or Katie Johnson running too hot. Like I just think they have the ability to settle down, make smart plays in, in big moments. And I think Janai Broom's the best player on the floor. Like he has been so good. Uh, Truly underrated in my mind among the best players, certainly the best bigs in college basketball. Like to me, he's an all-American, and I think he finds a way to put up a big performance on the road in Gainesville and lead Auburn to a win. I would say, Sweeney, I don't, I don't disagree with your your big picture assessment on on Auburn at all. Like, I mean, you you see what I say in the group chat. I was arguing with Sean last week about what Auburn has and hasn't done. But if they lose at Florida, like that's not a that's not a loss that prevents them or precludes them from going to the final four. It's just one of those Saturdays in college basketball, right? I mean, it's not like it's going to kill them. I just think the one thing is I I think they're hungry. Like I I don't, I don't think they've accomplished yet what they want to accomplish, right? They finally got the road win at Ole Miss. That was big. Turn around and beat beat Alabama. Like to me, if they win this game, all of a sudden it's, is Auburn one of the best teams in the country? I I think they're ready for that challenge. Like I I don't, I don't think they're backing away. I think they find a way to bring, a really spirited effort went on the road. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree on the stakes. And then finally, before we get to the second half of uh, of the weekend preview, Illinois at Michigan State. Obviously, Illinois is in the top ten, yet they are three and a half point underdogs here at Michigan State. To what do you think? <sighs> you know what? Go to Sweeney here because I really got to think about this one. Go to Sweeney. All right, let's let's let, let To really marinate. He, he he is asking for a lifeline, Sweeney. Yep. Look, I I think this Illinois team is a bad matchup for Michigan State. I, I think Illinois' ability to put bigger guards on Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard can really cause some problems. I thought it did in the first meeting, and I think it will even more so in this one when Terrence Shannon's back. So, look, like I I understand the stakes for Michigan State. It's huge. If they don't win this game, they're a, a true you know toss-up bubble team, and, and it's so important for them to find a way to get a, a big-time win, I think they'll play well. Like I think Michigan State's going to come out with energy. I, I just I just think Illinois is the better team, and I think they find a way to win on the road and, and, and get a signature win right under the team. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of the Baylor game, every time Michigan State has seen a team that metrically rates as well as Illinois, it has not gone well for them. Um and I think the same is true here. I mean, can Michigan State win the game? Of course. Like, they, they were a top five preseason team. But there is absolutely – there's no way in hell I'm laying three and a half, for example. I mean, I, that's just – that's gone way too far. So, for me, I would I would just take the, you know, three and a half here. I, I, I mean, I know it's a, it's a cop-out. So, I would say Illinois wins the game. I think they're better. I, I think their, their metrics are better. And, uh, and I think this is a ridiculous number here. I think it's just gone way too far. So, Illinois straight up for me. Tia, what do you think? Michigan State time. needs this game. They need they need this game, and they have Tom Izzo. I think I'm going with Michigan State. Completely defensible. I understand it, you know. But one old adage, one old adage for me when it comes to games like this and spots like this is, 
if a team has to win, right, and it's just, they're probably not very good. They're just probably not very good. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you don't say that about no top five teams. They have to win unless it's the championship. We'll come back with the second half of the weekend preview. Watch it feel the 68 after dark. There is nothing in sports better than the heart of the college basketball season, which is why I need to tell you guys about our partners over at Rhythm. If you're into sports betting, you need Rhythm, the place for data-backed props and picks. For those that are unfamiliar, Rhythm, spelled R-I-T-H-M-M, is the go-to mobile app for player props and game picks. Backed by AI predictive models, Rhythm helps you make smarter and faster betting decisions across all sports, but particularly college hoops, where there are as many as 150 games a day during conference play many of which have softer lines at BetMGM than you'll find in the NFL or the NBA. With Rhythm, you get data-backed picks for every Division I game every day. Users get free picks daily with the ability to upgrade to unlimited access. And for those of you already using modeling, you can build custom sports betting models within the Rhythm app itself. I am a Rhythm user, and I found that I've been a better better when I focus on lines where my gut and Rhythm's modeling are aligned. When I think UConn can cover on the road against Butler and Rhythm backs that up, we fire. But Rhythm also helps lead you to plays that you didn't know you needed to make. Like, for example, when the data says bet the over in UMass Lowell versus New Hampshire because you have a 61% edge on that line, you bet the over and you bink. So if you want to increase your edge and win more bets, go to the link in the description below and download Rhythm today. That's R-I-T-H-M-M, the place for data-backed props and picks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Field of 68 After Dark. I'm John Martin, joined tonight by my guys Kevin Sweeney and Terrence Oglesby going through all things college basketball. Uh, this week, and we already somehow managed to, I don't know how we did it, fellas, we managed to get through tonight's slate um, incredibly efficiently, as packed as it was, and now we are on to Saturday. If you have a question, by the way, when this is all over, we're going to be hanging out for 30 more minutes uh, over there on Stadium. So if you have a question that uh, you want any of us to answer or all of us to answer, submit it in the YouTube chat. We'll answer it over there on Stadium for last call. Okay, let's get to the second half, fellas, of the weekend uh arizona fresh off a thrilling triple overtime win so yeah we were talking about pain utah plus five and a half was some pain brother that was some pain all right at the house three overtime oh i would have definitely been uh 
I would have needed to have a Virginia slim after that one. Arizona at Colorado. Colorado minus one and a half. Virginia slim, huh? Yeah, I mean, I just the longest, the longest, skittiest Virginia <laughs> slim you could imagine after that one. <laughs> Colorado minus or a Newport straight up. Colorado. I was about to say. Yeah, something with the heavy menthol, right? The heavy, heavy yeah. menthol. <laughs> what do you think? No, I, I think uh, that's a tough game. I, I Traditionally, Arizona hasn't done great on that uh, Utah-Colorado trip. It's, uh, you know, I, I like this Colorado t- team, guys. I think they have some talent. Obviously, uh, you know, they have K.J. Simpson, who was originally co- committed to Arizona, by the way, who's turned into a really good point guard for them. He's shooting the ball incredibly well. Uh, how could you not be a fan of Cody Williams? I think Colorado could could spring an upset here. Arizona's playing well, and they've been flirting with the edge. So I, I think this is one where at Colorado they've struggled in recent years. Uh, that's not an easy place to play. It's at elevation. They're coming off a, a road thriller at Utah. I made the mistake of picking Arizona to win this game last year. This is a hard one. This is a hard one, and Colorado's a tough place to play. Uh, give me the buffs. I'm going buffs to win outright. You're exactly right. Uh, it's one of those games where the the market has separated from the metrics. Metrically, you know, you'll look around and you'll see that this is projected as a as a win for Arizona. Um, but you have to take into account the lack of rest. I mean, it's a really quick turnaround for Arizona, and it's a it's a three overtime game going to to into the altitude, the elevation. I have an Arizona bias. Um, I'm I'm. I'm addicted to him. I love him. I love Caleb Love and the story and the the, the redemption. Like I, I'm, I'm all about it. I love that team. I think they can make a run. I think this is just a dog shit spot. Uh, and they're going to be better days for Arizona, but it ain't going to be tomorrow. I'll go Colorado as much as it pains me. You know the deal. You know the deal. I got to get a new drop, man. That's like old shit. Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I'm on Colorado as well. Look, I, I think this Colorado team really needs a big win. I mean, we were doing the Feeling Feeling 68 show, Bracketology, this afternoon. They're not even in the first four out. Like, they've got a lot of work to do despite being you know, a top 30 team on Ken Palm. And, and what better opportunity than this? On your home court, at altitude against an Arizona team that's worn down after playing 55 minutes of physical basketball on Thursday night, right? Like, if not now, then when? And I, I believe enough in this Colorado team that they're going to find a way to win this game. I think it's going to be a big night for Cody Williams. He was um, he was out for a couple of their big losses, including they lost to Arizona State. That's a loss that hurts their resume. He was out in that game. Like I think with with him healthy, this is an NCAA tournament caliber team, and they find a way to win uh, win this one and, and and punch their ticket. Maybe not punch their ticket, but but push themselves a lot closer to the uh, NCAA tournament march. All right, moving on to. Uh... That's going to be a Big 12 matchup next year, right? Arizona-Colorado? That is going to be yes. a Big 12 matchup. Yeah. Deion Sanders is coming, baby. Uh, so, yeah, we'll stay here in the in the future Big 12. Uh, number 13-ranked Baylor at number four, Kansas. Kansas, of course, coming off uh, the overtime loss to Kansas State. Kansas minus six and a half over Baylor, T.O. How do you see this one playing out? Kansas coming on a revenge game after Bill Self's been after them for a few days. I, I don't see – I actually I actually think they win this game 10 points. And I, I love this Baylor team. It's just Fog Allen, Bill Self, pissed off, in-state loss. Uh, I, I think Kansas wins this game and they cover. I agree. 
I mean, I, I, I find us agreeing, but I, I, I also feel like sometimes the metrics discount home court advantage in some of these situations. I learned that the hard way with Houston, you know, last weekend. I, I thought Houston, obviously the metrics loved them, had them five point, had them going in there getting a five point win, and it was just a domination from wire to wire by Kansas. It's just different when they're in that building, man. I mean, guys just make shots they don't normally make, and I, pro- mm-hmm. I assume that's going to be the case against Baylor. So I will definitely take Kansas and I have no problem landing six and a half. Kevin, what do you think? I'll, I'll take the points with Baylor. Like I, I think this team's really good. I, I think the ability to shoot the basketball will play well in this environment, right? Like they've got, they've got dudes who can really make shots and I think can, can help them hang around against the Kansas team that has not always scored efficiently in the half court. And I think Eves Misi gives Baylor a chance at the rim to defend Hunter Dickinson. Like he's got to stay on the floor you know, his five fouls are going to be valuable uh, because of obviously how physical Hunter plays. But I, I think if he can hang in and stay in the game, I, I really think Baylor hangs around here. I don't know if they win it, but I, I think they'll be right there at the end. And then uh, finally, I got I to gotta give both these coaches credit for this game. Um, yeah. Gonzaga at number 17 ranked Kentucky just kind of – I mean, obviously it stands out 3 o'clock – uh, Central Time, four o'clock Eastern. It's it's definitely the game I'm looking most forward to, just because both coaches had the balls to schedule it in this point of the schedule. Um, Gonzaga, three and a half point underdog at Rupp. They got to get one right, To they got they got to make this right at home after this skid. Uh, you know what? You know it's it's always good to beat Vanderbilt, but I think that uh, Kentucky gets this one. Gonzaga is just not as talented as what they have been in recent years, and um, you know Kentucky does have a lot of talent. They haven't defended, but they're also scoring a hundred points a game. They've almost turned into Gonzaga yesterday. Like they guard some, yep. sure, but like offensively, they can score a hundred points every night. So give me Kentucky. Uh, continuing to get their rhythm, and I just think their guards are just too good. I struggle, man, because where where I feel like can, Gonzaga can have some success is on the interior. Like, and we'll, like I know that Kentucky's kind of playing this hodgepodge. Like, they'll throw whoever in there, like whoever wants it. They'll just say, you, you, you take a shot, and you take a shot. And this feels like one where Graham Hickey can actually maybe have his way a little bit again you're right on the guard situation. I, I like the points. I like the points with Gonzaga. If I'm getting three and a half, I'm getting basically two possessions here. I think I'm going to take that. I'm going to take Gonzaga plus three and a half. I, I, I hate to – do I think they win? Gonzaga wins. They do it. They, they deliver a, a, a death knell. How about that? To John Calipari and, and uh, mattresses get thrown out of apartment buildings in Lexington and everybody goes crazy. Give me Gonzaga straight up. They get it done. It, it'll be full hot seat time uh, for, for Kentucky fans if, if they lose this game. Look, I, I just think they have more firepower than Gonzaga does. I, I think Gonzaga's a good team. I hope they find a way to the NCAA tournament because I think that this team has probably gotten more grief than they deserve. Like, I, I truly think that this team is solid. They just haven't had as many opportunities to go get those big wins. And I, I just think this is a tough time to do it. I mean, Kentucky's so dynamic offensively. Uh, I think they outscore Gonzaga in this game. I think it's I think it's high scoring. I think it's high eighties, maybe low nineties. But uh, Kentucky yeah. outruns the, the Zags to a big win. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have the total in front of me, but I mean, obviously, I would obviously be very interested in. I mean, if if it was anything under 
you know, off the top of my head, 165. Like, I would probably be interested in that uh, just because I, I don't know how many stops either team is going to be able to get uh, in this game. So, uh, 3 o'clock, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. All right, we got toast of the night on a light night in college battle. Uh, T.O., do you want to start us off? Should I go to Sweeney? You tell me. Go to Sweeney. He looks like he's got something cooking in that bed and breakfast he's staying in. <laughs> Man, I, I wish I had a good toast. I mean, three games makes it difficult. Um, look, I'll, I'll toast to Ryan Odom. Uh, I mean, the job that he inherited at VCU, obviously it's a place where it's incredibly difficult. You know, there's there's been a way people have done things in the past, and I think he, he, he had his convictions, right? And he felt like if they were a little bit more skilled – a little bit more deliberate in their pace, as T.O. alluded to early on, they'd have a chance to win. And I think when you do that and you don't have immediate success, the immediate the questions start to come quick. And that place, you expect to win. You expect to win at a high level. So to pay that off with a big win tonight and, and kind of prove that what you're doing is working and is big. So, so cheers to Ryan Elm. Cheers to the VC Rex. So everybody has to drink, T.O. That's the thing. All right. I feel like people have gotten a little lackadaisical with that on the show. It's like somebody toasts and then everybody doesn't drink. You know, I've just noticed that in various shows. I'm not I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying, like, we have to do it. We have to all, you know what I'm saying, join in. For me, it's going to be Mountain West home courts. My God, bro. Is there, like, is there, like, a more dependable thing in America than, like, a Mountain West team winning at home? I mean, it's just insane. It's like, you know, if, you go, if you're on the road in Mountain West, just understand – it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long night for you. So I'm going Mountain West home courts. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it, guys. No, I, I think that Mountain West home courts is good. It, it I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double on I'm gonna jump on that one. And the, okay, what I'm gonna say about the Mountain West. No, hold on, hold on. What I'm gonna say about the Mountain West, that it is uncanny this year. Like every person or every team that needs to win in order to boost their resume on a home court, just finds a freaking way to win. Like, it's unbelievable how that league has just continued to do it. And look, San Jose State's at the bottom, Air Force at the bottom, Fresno at the bottom, Wyoming. Like, but all those teams that need wins, they find a way. Like, there's no clubs. It's unbelievable. Mountain West Conference handling business. I'm going that way. All right, catch us over to stadium. We're moving over to stadium for last call, answering all your burning questions. Kevin Sweeney for Terrence Oglesby. I'm John Martin. Have a good night. Thanks for kicking it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.